1: Let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Page Show. Zach here, back with Professor Dreg. Been talking a lot about street conservatism, globalism, Tower of Babel, Christianity, the Bible. But I thought we'd shift gears here a little bit and talk about what's currently going on right now because it is the re-election season, right? And we've talked a little bit about Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, Simone Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard, some of these folks who are being considered for the Democratic primary, which is something that we'll cover in more detail as we get closer to it. But I want to talk a little bit about Trump. I want to talk a little bit about especially (coughs) foreign policy here, specific to what had happened earlier this week, actually happened earlier this morning about the drone that Iran had actually shot down. Now, obviously, it wasn't piloted by anybody. But one thing that I always want to talk about a little bit here is how most presidents would have reacted, right? Usually when it comes to American property. Now, granted, if American lives are at stake, that's usually considered an act of war, as we've seen in history with our country. However, what I want to touch on is something interesting, because we've talked about anti-war sentiments on this show, right? about how the prospect of religion, being a Christian, is not about wanting to fight, go into wars, but actually having a diplomatic solution here. He's demonstrated that to some degree with relations with North Korea. But when asked about the current administration, right, about perhaps going into war in other countries. If he's been urged into it, he keeps saying no. I mean, he actually wants to get out of wars. He wants to stop all the wars from happening and really create a lot of diplomacy. And this is my theory, because this is where the street conservatism kicks in with the independent thought. Feel free to chime in here, Professor Dreg. But number one, because he's a businessman and he knows that it's bad for business. (laughs) That's number one, right? And number two, I think when you can actually create good trades with tariffs and work out a solution where you know both economies and countries can actually grow as opposed to one country being indebted to the other it's actually beneficial for everybody but that's just my theory
0: no see but again see that's a very very wise take um thank you <laughs> no no it's different, but it's it's a very good assessment and uh it really irks me that other people don't have that same sentiment
1: well the first people are trigger happy so the first thing is let's go bomb them all it's funny how he would say he he was he, you know how funny this is the, a funny observation before you continue your thought trump won't say things like let's go and kill mexico he'll say let's go and make mexico pay for stuff or you know what i mean exactly See, he did he hits the people- hell out of ISIS, but you know, it's no threat. I mean, this guy no, has, to-
0: but that's exactly right. He hits people in with the pocketbooks. You know, wow. Ronald Reagan, everybody thought Ronald Reagan was going to go to war. Oh, don't vote for Reagan. You know, we're going to go to nuclear war and all this other stuff. And it just never happened. Reagan hit everybody in the pocketbooks. And that's how he won the Cold War. So now we got Trump. Trump is doing the exact same thing. He hits people in the pocketbooks. <laughs> he doesn't hit pe he doesn't kill people. He doesn't need to kill anybody. He controls people through economy. Right. And that's basically how you do it. Um and it still stays congruent with what we were speaking about, you know, about not lusting for war. Um
1: See, this is the thing, because people will look at this and go, oh, Trump has described this as Iran is a nation of terror, and we've got to respond to these countries that represent a threat to America. And the funny thing is, people need to read between the lines and and see the interesting thing here where he's saying, well, I'm not going to compromise on America's strength, but I'm also not going off for full-out escalation of war. But see, that's the thing, is people sometimes will look at that and think, Oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he starts raiding, if he starts sending drones into Iran. No, no. I don't don't think that's the
0: case. Look, we are not close to war. This literally means nothing. It's just another... You know, things like this happen all the time. You know, in Russia, Russia will shoot down a plane. Yeah. Recently, the Iranians, you know well, they're attempting to take over one of the straits that, uh, you know, that we use for, um, you know, for, um, it's, it's um, and I'm moving my hand, people can't see, but, you know, like, they're going to try to attempt a blockade so we can stop commerce down in the Middle East, uh, but won't happen. So, you know, everything Iran is doing, now the Shah, like the the Supreme leader down over there in Iran is like, Oh no, we didn't do anything because they don't want any more sanctions. They don't want anything. You know, they don't want to go to war. Nobody wants to go to war. Nobody wants to die. And, you know, we're speaking about alpha, you know, Mm -hmm. males being leaders and the alpha male doesn't want people to die. And well, let me get to my point. My point is this, the whole thing about Iran being close to war with the United States or we're very close to war with the United States. It's a joke. You just have a whole bunch of people on the right who, you know, believe in a cult stating things like, Oh yeah, we need to, you know, arm up, kill these people. And then we have people on the left who try to make a quick buck you know, with all of this. Oh, and let me give you a good example of somebody on the left trying to make a quick buck off of this. Yeah. Kim Iverson. She, uh, you know, her numbers are growing on YouTube, which is good for her. You know, she's like almost at, at 100. Well, oh, she's like at 93,000. But her her fast. views, well, her views are the same. She's still at, like most of her views are between seven to 10,000. But then as soon as she goes, Oh, we're at the brink of war with Iran. Let me explain this with Iran and over a hundred thousand, you know? So obviously she gets more, well, I really don't know how the monetization works on YouTube, but I'm assuming with the hundred thousand, you get more money. Oh yeah. That's how she made it sound. She makes it sound like we're at the brink of war. We're not,
1: we're not picking a fight. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Right. There is yeah. no no. <laughs>
0: here, this is why.
1: Can I can I be honest for a second? I'm going to yeah, say no something point. that's going to be off color. This is why certain people, no matter what, regardless of political leadership, can never be president. And I'll be honest. I think that if people ask me, would you be okay with a woman president? I'm like, and I used to say, if she was qualified for the job, I don't think so because it's not just about being able to lead your country in times of crisis. It's about commander-in-chief. I think most people don't actually understand what that means. You're in charge of military. You know what I mean? And I think if people are very, very... If they're not very diplomatic, if they lust for war, and that's like the first little instinct if somebody steps on your turf or whatever, you got a real problem.
0: You cannot act like that. No, but see, but then it goes to a... See, like that statement makes me automatically jump. What would Jesus do? <clears throat> yeah, buddy. No, no, seriously, it's a what no, would I, I'm... <laughs> do the And the thing is, like this, the United States is the only country that allows a non-military person to be in control of the military. So, if right. a woman happens to be president, I think it's okay because as you got to look at margaret thatcher
1: yeah that's true If
0: margaret thatcher was an american and she was president she would be a kick-ass president she would because she was the only person you know i mean geez if you really look back yeah, that, at this, what,
1: this, this woman was more conservative than any uh, conservative living today in politics.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was more conservative <laughs> than Reagan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Margaret
1: Thatcher is one of a kind. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah. So, and and that's why it's like, you know, like when I really think about things, it, it's I'm convinced that the United States is a true Christian country because we don't go to war. We just don't. Like Reagan never would have went to war. Uh, Thatcher was behind them all the way with all of the foreign policies and things yeah. like that so it was like a combination like a one-two punch of, of reagan or, and thatcher. yeah and, and without probably. thatcher there would probably wouldn't have been no reagan you know so yeah and she was the leader of 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 england or as i say great britain so but i like i'm not opposed to it it's not so much as they're qualified because i honestly don't know how presidents are, are chosen like you, well, they're you know, elected they're elected by the people <laughs> yeah but but see but it's more than that cuz when people think about how did that get you know chosen how did Trump get chosen against all odds Trump won yeah and uh it was the will of the people And and I don't know it's, it's you just can't because before Trump I honestly thought there was going to be between Bush and and Clinton because mm-hmm. People are trained that way, you know, uh, you know, uh, Savage, Michael Savage, uh, said something like, you know, it's going to be eight years, Democrat, eight years, Republican, eight years, Democrat, eight years, Republican way before Trump was ever elected. Yeah. So everybody, you know, right, left commentators, whatever, they all say the same thing, you know, the fix is in or one party system, blah, 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 blah. And you know, we really were close to war. Mm-hmm. We were with that deal that Obama made. I know with, uh, with Iran. Yeah. Promising like a certain amount of billions. I think it was a hundred billion dollars and allowing them to, to, uh, build a nuclear arsenal. <laughs> uh, but obviously it was stopped under Trump. Um, so all of that stuff, we could have been at war by now because why in theory it should have been bush or you know or whoever else was running anybody with the exception of ben carson but any of those (laughs) candidates running for uh president what have led us to war by now with iran with north korea it was inevitable because they were allowed you know Under Obama, North Korea was building up their nukes or attempting at it.
1: No wonder globalists, we talked about this earlier this week, no wonder they're pissed.
0: (laughs) And there's a reason why. But remember what Trump said. Trump said because, he goes, look, I'm selling uh, arms to Saudi Arabia because the military industrial complex. It's a real thing. So nobody complained about it. And Trump is at least trying to curb it at some point. You know what I mean? Because he stopped Iran. He stopped North Korea. Right. He's attempting to stop all of this.
1: Opening, actually opening room for diplomacy, real diplomacy. Mm -hmm. You know, not a pissing contest, but yeah. But he's
0: also trying to stop immigration because immigration is tied with this industrial military complex. It really is.
1: Yeah, we got to talk about that. I actually never really thought about it, but it makes a lot of sense.
0: Through arms smuggling. Yeah. We can't smuggle arms out without an open border. It, look, yeah, I mean, that's you know, what I'm
1: saying. That's, it ties into open.
0: Yeah, yeah, like one of my good well, I mean, he was a good friend of mine when I was a teenager. His dad used to deal in arms. You know what I mean? He was like the only yeah. white boy living in, in <laughs> I don't want to say Arm- where in the city, but yeah. he was the only white boy living in an all black complex. And that's because he was dealing arms. You know, and the only way to get that done in a small scale is uh is through an open border. You know, you got to smuggle those arms in and out with 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 no issue, because people go, well, how do these kids get AKs? Well, they get it from the government. That's how,
1: yeah.
0: but not from a politician. You have to go through some shady dude. You know, it's like that. There was a really good movie about a guy that used to do something like that. And it totally reminded me of my friend's dad. Uh, it, It was the Lord of War. That's a real thing. It's like, you know, the government, you know, they have to sell stuff. But you just can't openly sell things to Sedan. You can't. You need a guy like me who has a relationship with people in these foreign countries and then we can make deals.
1: Well, yeah, you need a... I mean, I'm not sure if you understand... I mean, Lord of War, when you mentioned that, that that's actually like a real movie about arms dealing. Amnesty International and all that. It
0: doesn't happen without open borders. Trump is literally trying to close the borders. Why? Because he's against this whole, you know, military-industrial complex. People don't get it. An open border means a bigger military it means bigger war it means bigger everything why because look how did 9-11 happen open borders that's how it happened Yeah, it happened through an open border everybody knew it was going to happen but they did nothing to stop it that's why like you know when you listen to jesse ventura speak he sounds crazy but it's if you know anything about how the military works or how the government works, you know Ventura's telling the truth. You just know it.
1: What does he say specifically? I'm not too familiar with Jesse Ventura. Uh,
0: he says it's an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> he was a conspiracy theorist, as they say. But 9-11? I,
1: I, I mean, here's the thing, man. I'm a little conflicted. Maybe we can jump in the conspiracy theories later, but I have personally talked to people who have lost loved ones in the Twin Towers, right? Just because through the life, I you know, YouTube, all that, people have emailed me. Yeah. And, you know, I've had people email me and say I lost my son that day or lost, you know, and I'm like, I don't even actually know these people in person, but every person who was personally impacted by 9-11, consistently, I always get information from them they claim that it was an inside job. Them that had actually seen it were, you know, planes at the towers, but then, it collapsed later cuz there were explosives
0: it's like, how it uh, collapsed it's it how it collapsed and, well, and see, because well let's get into ventura a little bit ventura back in the day was there were no navy seals when he was in the navy but really naval, he must
1: be an old dude navy seals have been around 50 some years dude, i mean is
0: that he's old he's old got to look this guy up so, uh, no he looks good but dude i'm 50 you know what I mean so he's 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 old, so but he was oh yeah, yeah. in a unit that were the seals, like before they called themselves Navy seals, that mm-hmm. was his unit, and part of what he did was underwater demolition, yeah so <laughs> he knows fast. yeah how to blow things up and uh and the way those towers went down, it really looked like somebody you know, set it up for demolition and just blew it up. And mm-hmm. they used a the plane as the, uh, you know, as they say, the the explosion and uh, the and, detonation. And those
1: guys are intense. If you've ever met or talked to a <laughs> Navy SEAL, there's, I, I feel like any questions I ask them about what their job is, what they do, it just sounds like a stupid question.
0: <laughs> well, because look, there's a lot of different seals just like in the air force like uh and and people don't give these guys enough credit yeah (laughs) but in the like in my opinion the toughest and craziest unit out there uh belongs to the air force that's rescue in the old days they were called pararescue so i I don't know if they still exist but pararescue is do like it's normally nobody like when there's two troops that's the max number any pararescue usually they're all alone they're lone wolf type of dudes and they train they're smart they're you know anyway but it doesn't matter but that was like in the old days like uh um, it was pararescue that set up Grenada. just one dude i mean maybe i shouldn't be talking about things but anyway. <laughs> you know too much it, well, I mean, because in Grenada, it was one dude from rescue did what he needed to do, save some people. And then the big, red, the big red one came in and it seemed like, oh, Reagan did a great thing. But it was just one dude, you know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Oh, So back to Ventura and 9-11. I mean, well, see, now Ventura, you know, with his military experience, especially when he knows so much about demolition. Yeah. He's right about how those towers collapsed. Yeah. You know, because when things collapse, they don't collapse the way it did in nine eleven. So
1: went straight yeah. down like the floors gave out, you know. And
0: the thing is, are you telling me that the bush is new? Well, yeah, because they love war. You know, uh they make their they money make, off
1: of it. Yeah.
0: You know, they I don't care who it is, whether it's Dick Cheney, well, that's uh that's what
1: Halliburton
0: yeah, like, exactly. All of these people make their money through war. They just do. You know, they, they uh, uh man, I forget the name of them, um, but I have, I can see it in my head. But there's a, I always want to call them 3M, but it's not 3M, but it's something like 3M. Uh, but it's a Silicon Valley company. You know, there's Lockheed, there's NASA down mm-hmm. in Sunnyvale and there was a group of people making tanks and things like that mm-hmm. and um you know come on companies like that they could only survive if we have the threat of war right you know and, and that's the thing it's like we have all of these manufactured conflicts and uh you know like i used to like growing up in the 80s i used to believe it all cuz you know you believe you believe everything cuz you don't know anything i was a kid you know i was now, I don't want to stop a kid, but I was your age with no wisdom. <laughs> Seriously. And I don't know the Bible. So, you know, I, I believe everything they said. I hated everybody. Everybody is my enemy. But now as an adult, uh, you get to meet people, you get to speak to people from foreign countries and they're just like us. They are no different than us. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, they eat crappy food. That's the only difference. You know the difference between us and somebody in the Middle East is, you know, Sharia law and crappy food. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They're, they're, but they they still do stuff like this. Not like they don't. You know, they're not farmers, right? They got you know. Have you ever been to Dubai? It's just like well, well, okay, but but like I'm talking about like <laughs> no no I know that's different that's Arab Emirates but well not just that but they're rich yeah like, so yeah. It, it's it's different over there but I'm talking about real Middle Eastern countries in the Middle East, uh, like Egypt, uh, you know, even Israel, Sudan, whatever. It doesn't matter. All of these countries, even in Saudi Arabia, like the regular people are just regular. You know, they're trying to pick up on checks or trying to make money, trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? And that's why they all want to come to the United States because they don't have those opportunities in their countries. They just don't. So... You know, and everything is like, because they got access to the internet. No, they don't. Everything's restricted. Like we have free access to the internet. Everybody else doesn't, whether because of technology or because the government puts limits on it. Um, they just don't have things. So anyway, long story short, I used to believe everybody was our enemy. So you would believe a Bush, you would believe a Clinton. If they told you that these people are bad, we need to go to war. Like, oh, we got to bomb Yugoslavia. I don't know what it's called now. But in the old days, you know, why did we go to war with Yugoslavia? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's not even called Yugoslavia anymore. But you know what I mean? We allowed that war to happen. We were bombing these people. Um, I forget who it was exactly. But, you know... um, Fuck, I don't want to say Muslims are—they're ah, just bad people. But, but anyway, but that's why you know, like I base my ideas of a cult is by who goes to war. See now, I know without a doubt Christianity. If you're a real Christian, you do not go to war. It's just what they just don't do that, mm-hmm. but everybody else does. So a bastardization of Christianity loves war. Which is what our right and left both do. They all claim to be Christian, but they're thirsting for, for war. And uh, Trump is anti war. And, and it goes back to my original thoughts of like, gosh, and it, this is when I start to sound crazy. It's like maybe, you know, God had a hand in Trump winning the presidency. Just doesn't no, make any no
1: no you're gosh, you're not crazy. I believe that.
0: When I interviewed Gene Ho, the uh-huh.
1: you know, this guy was yeah, he, spent, he spent more time he spent more time with the president than his own wife did. Okay. On the campaign trail. Yeah. And he wrote a book called Trumpography, which I will shamelessly <laughs> plug on the show. I interviewed Gene. I'm gonna go see him later this summer. And uh, he said he believes that biblical principles pave the way to Trump's presidency. Nothing short of it.
0: Yeah. See, like, and I never heard that, but it's just my gut. You know what I mean? Just from yeah. seeing what I see, you, you, because divine intervention. May, my that, uncle actually says divine intervention. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, and the thing is, it's like in theory, it's not supposed to happen because you know of of uh, Roman. You know what I mean? War is an act of lust. It just is because, like, and I hate to say this, but in pimping. The guy who wins the fight gets all the girls. You could honestly take over some dude's stable if you kick his ass. And then you get all his, you know, his his, his stable.
1: You take everything.
0: Yeah, you no, know, but war is no different. <clears throat> you know, when you go to war, you take their women. Like uh, people don't realize this about black people. A lot of black people have Native American Indian in them. And the question is, why is that? Well, it wasn't because the Native Indians thought blacks were sexy. It's because during war, yeah, blacks killed Native American Indians at rates greater than any white guy ever did. See, because a lot of people, see, this is the thing about people just don't get. People honestly, like, you know, and I hate, and when I say people, I mean black people. Uh, blacks don't get this we were just as ruthless as white people we are the ones that invented uh, started using the practice of lynching the buffalo soldiers were the ones that killed the indians not the not the rough riders the rough riders didn't do it who did it the buffalo soldiers did it that's why they were called buffalo soldiers because the, the that nickname came from the native americans who were like man these black dudes are hard to kill like buffaloes you know what i mean wow. like seriously that that's makes, sense. makes sense.
1: So that Bob Marley song, "Buffalo <laughs> Soldier," that's what it's referring to.
0: I, I guess. I mean, uh, um,
1: probably the meaning is off, but
0: that's, no, I, I don't like reggae. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never listened to. I know who Bob Marley is, but I, I don't listen to reggae because I don't like the music. <laughs> it's just how it goes. I mean, you. Know, I don't like reggae. I hate reggae. You're a
1: black guy who doesn't like reggae. Come on, I'm kidding.
0: dude. Reggae sucks. It's the same fucking beat. <laughs> and then people say the same thing about techno as like, yeah but the thing is it's always about getting high or something stupid you know like the whole culture of reggae is i mean which is i could appreciate it now but i didn't appreciate it then as a kid you
1: realize reggae had a big hand in you know the whole liberation movement in the united states the hippie movement the sort of the advocacy for marijuana usage it's
0: all came from yeah, right. no but see that's the point like I appreciate it now, kind of like I appreciate Christianity now. Like, people who want peace, I get it. You know, but back then, like, you couldn't talk to me about that because I was like, you know, like, if you would have asked me then, seriously, I was a big advocate for dropping nuclear bombs. I always kept saying that. I was like, you need to freaking drop bombs on people. You just wipe out the cities, da 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 da. You go in there with your corporations. And then you take over that country, but you have to, it's kind of like building a house on the side of a mountain. You got to clear the land before you build, you got to prep it. You got to, you know, make sure there's leech fields and, you know, for your septic and things like that. You have to prep before you start building. You just right. don't build. And that's the whole thing. So my ideas, and that's why probably everybody loved me because I kept saying the same shit, drop bombs first. You drop the bombs, you wipe out the native population. And then the people who survive, you, you get them into the American way through corporations, through business. Because that's what corporations do. A corporation, like people don't understand when they say colonization. Oh, colonization. No, 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 no. We don't colonize. The corporations change the culture through work. So, you know, I I was really stupid back then, you know, but now that I got an understanding of like, uh, you know, the Bible and, you know, talking to you, I, now I have a way better understanding why we can't go to war. You know what I mean? Because like, like, I'm not kidding you. If you had asked me like a year ago, I was pro war. And, uh, you know, like, and and even like when I was working, when I go to different countries, you know, I always made sure that the people around me were severely, and I mean severely, heavily armed. Because people well, that's a weird word, severe. It's like, yeah, because if it wasn't at severe levels of arming, how was it going to go? So I was always protected, so I thought. But, but in reality, you're never going to be protected. And the mm-hmm. only way to change people is through changing their philosophy. And you have to change the way a Muslim dude thinks. You just do. You know, like you have to allow a Muslim dude to maintain his power. But through, you know, I hate to say things like this, because this one guy in particular, he's wanted for war crimes in the hate. And everybody was like, dude, why'd you change? You know, what's your change? I said, because you got to. It's like, you know, if this dude was to lose his presidency, even though they don't call them presidents, but I'm just going to say presidency to not, you know, give out information. But let's just say if this leader is a Muslim cause all the people in the middle East are all Muslim. But if this leader was going to ever do good for that country, we can't replace him with another crazy Muslim. We have to forgive his sins for all the people he killed. And, and, you know, And it was like a big thing. Like everybody's talking about, like you see all these celebrities, like a, like the biggest movie stars were talking about the killings in this dude's country. Right. So in the old days, I'd be like, yeah, get rid of them. Da 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 da. We put in a proxy dude, you know, somebody who's more like an American guy, da 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 da, this and that. But the reality is that never works. That never happens. There are no American dudes in the middle East. They all believe in that Muslim faith. They all of them. They, I mean, without, you know, and and they all think they were chosen by God to be there where they're at, but not knowing that war is part of the carnal mind, man. And, and I'll explain why. Because, and you really got to understand what it's like on the streets to understand what war really is on a global scale. Because most soldiers. Mm-hmm. They don't understand why they're there, which is why they're shell-shocked. You know, because they're just killing for no reason. They don't understand war. That's why they're shell-shocked.
1: And, and, and they're, they're also, think about this, right? Think about how they prime you. You're taught to follow orders, yeah, exactly. no questions
0: asked. Exactly. They're just following orders. They do not understand what they see, which is why I said yesterday, I know without a doubt I am not an alpha. I am not a leader. Because I could read the Bible all day and never understand it. That's me. That's my curse. I can't understand it. Very few people could read the Bible and understand it. That's a fact. Because I'm a smart, smart dude. And if I can't understand the Bible, then I know 99% of all people who read the Bible will never understand it. And when people, all these soldiers, they don't understand war. That's why, you know, the brain does what it does and then boom, you're self-shocked. So, but anyway, but the point is this, so going back to the leaders and, you know, the leaders are the ones who understand these things. So instead of trying to make this dude who's way older than me and has way more wisdom than me,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: try to make him more American, we got to make him change his belief he has to understand, like, cause I hate to say things like this about personal things, but when I go out there, everybody believes I'm special. That's the only reason why they talk to me because they believe in voodoo type stuff. Right. So I can go <laughs> to any country and they go, Oh, it's professor you Oh, he's God, this and that in voodoo, you know, they believe in voodoo stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so, but you know, it's hitting me now that, you know what, like you have to the same way mm-hmm. you would, you know, try to convince somebody that Christianity is the right way to go. Right. What was that? I don't know. That was a weird thing. But anyway, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, the window's open. Um, <laughs> you know, so you can hear almost everything outside. It's crazy because there's people yeah. doing construction. But anyway, so instead of trying to change these people, you gotta show them through your own examples and what to do. So, because everybody was all tripping out like with my ideas, and I was like, "Look, we don't need a dime." So, right. you know, like, wait, hold on, <coughs> <coughs> shit. I was trying. I was trying to drink before I started coughing.
1: I know what that's Just like.
0: Drinking sips of water helps your throat.
1: Yeah, you feeling a little better today, though.
0: No fuck no man! Are you kidding me? Shit! Sorry. I was throwing up all night last night. No, no, I know. If you're no, sick, no, no. no. But it was good because I was able to stay up with the baby, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. She didn't go to sleep, and then it kept uh, the counselor up, and then me puking everywhere. Oh, God, it was. But anyway, who cares about my life? Uh, <laughs> I care. No, 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 no. Let's go back because I don't want to. Because this is important. Because I'm telling all this stuff ties together. I'm telling you now.
1: And like, I wanted to talk about the fact that Trump is
0: actually not a trigger-happy war. Yeah, so that's my point. See, because see, what Trump does is the same approach that I'm taking with these people in other countries because... Kind of almost sweet-talking them, right? Until, like, doing your bidding
1: without fighting, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. See, Trump talks crazy. He just
1: does. see, here's the thing, because you have this, and to some degree, I have it too, where it's called Charisma. I'm just good at it. I, I have it. I, I was born with it. I don't know if I was born with it or I learned it or I taught it, but I'll be honest, not every place, but most of the time, if I walk into a room and I start talking,
0: people listen.
1: It's just, I'm blessed with that, you know? Do you and you know
0: Trump- about Dungeons and Dragons? Huh? Do you know anything about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, to some degree. It was a little before my time, but I know of it. Yeah. No, 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 dude, if you could break down every single person the same way they break down people in Dungeons and Dragons, it's broken down by strength, intelligence, wisdom, constitution, which means your health, uh, dexterity, speed, you know what I mean? Speed, And the last thing is charisma. Yeah. And if you break things down by those six things, I'm telling you now, and yeah, you're right. Well, I'm not that charismatic. I, I believe I'm really high in wisdom. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then now I realize I'm not as high as wisdom as I like. Uh, uh, but yeah, you're pretty wise. I'm pretty wise. Yeah, no, no. I got a lot of, well, I mean, I'm defining wisdom, but no, 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 no. Like, true wisdom is... But, but see, when
1: Trump talks crazy stuff like that, I see myself sometimes going, well, I would have said something funny like that just to get people riled up. because people well, not don't... just to get riled up, but it yeah.
0: confuses people. He does it to confuse people so nobody really knows what he's doing. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have to play, well, it's like a poker term, but when you play things close to the vast it's so people don't see what you're going to do. And well, let me get back to, to the thing and how to change people in the Middle East and prevent wars. And, and this is why you know I had that epiphany about what Jesus really wanted as far as economies go. You have to teach the people how to be self-sufficient. That's what you have to do. Before you have these open borders, you have to have people being self-sufficient which is why we need a a merit-based immigration system that's what jesus would do he wouldn't you know the reason why he wants everybody to spread the word of christianity is so that they can become Mm -hmm. self-sufficient that's the thing so by me going to these other countries and showing them how to make money with their own resources you know what i mean it's like come on How hard is it to grow some gum trees? Well, it's very hard when people salt the earth. You know what I mean? No, but seriously, you know, like in the Middle East, they do crap. They literally salt the earth so crap can't grow. And uh, it's just, they're barbarians. This is what they are. And they do that crap on purpose, you know, and then they start killing off the people when there's not enough gold found or not enough diamonds found. It's crazy. Uh, Excuse me. But anyway, But the thing is like this, and I'm going to try to tie this back to Trump and how he's not anti-war, and we're not going to go to war. I'm 100% sure that we will not go to war with Iran, with North Korea, or anybody. Everybody fears Trump. They all do. And they don't mess around because they don't fear Trump because he's going to blow everybody up. They fear Trump because he they know he's gonna destroy you economically. Then when you get destroyed economically, you get turned into a Middle Eastern country in a heartbeat, just overnight. Overnight, think about this, you're Russian, all of a sudden you're gonna be just like any other Middle Eastern country? Hell no, you don't want that. You got a taste of, uh, 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 of capitalism. China rose because they allowed Hong Kong to be a capitalist society and they've been living off of, you know, exploiting their people and a free market system out of Hong Kong. And if Trump will destroy that, come on, he can destroy that technically because here's the thing with tariffs. With, with, uh, if you put tariffs on companies like at the rate that Trump wants, there is no motivation anymore for these quote-unquote multinational American companies like Ford or Chevrolet or um, you know, any clothing company to ever go to start a manufacturing company in Mexico or China
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like Apple. Well, why does Apple go? Well, not because they have access to the big Chinese market. They don't. Apple doesn't have access to all 100, um, 1 billion people. They don't have access to it they only have access to a hundred million people because even what's China 1.4 billion. Apple is only allowed to sell to about a hundred million uh, Chinese people. That's mm-hmm. the limit, but they also get the cheap labor. Right. So with the big giant tariff on China, well, guess what? Apple no longer has that motivation to go to China. They'll go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, wherever else there's no tariffs. And that's why, Tariffs are an actually a good thing. In order to actually have real free markets, you need tariffs. You right. have to stop. Because here's the thing. In theory, a tariff will stop a monopoly. Monopolies are not free market. They're just not. Tech companies are monopolies. Google is a monopoly. Facebook is a monopoly. Mm-hmm. That is not free market. That's not. and Definitely not Christian. But, uh, but the thing is like this, when you have a big giant company, like Facebook, this is, this is true. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is saying that they want to start their own cryptocurrency. Seriously. They want to compete with Bitcoin. But think about it. If that is actually going to happen, are you kidding me? Facebook has how many people on Facebook? Half the planet, a third, I think. No, I think it's a half. A planet is on. Uh, how many really? billion are on Facebook? If but, I don't. Well, hold on. That's cr- that's crazy. No, that, but think about this. If Mark Zuckerberg is allowed to do cryptocurrency, are you effing kidding me? He has a third of the planet minimum. A third of the planet hooked on his currency.
1: Let me see how many people are on Facebook. Right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right.
0: Yeah. One third,
1: one third of the planet.
0: Okay. So it's a, no, I said half the planet. So a third, a third of the planet is a lot of people using your thing. Yeah. Come on. He's trying to set up Facebook as its own country, the country of Facebook, everybody using, you know, Facebook money.
1: And here's the thing. It's 2.3 billion active users. That's not counting inactive users. People have signed up with it, have their information stored, you know, yeah,
0: and if everybody's using, you know, Facebook money. That's insane. No, but that's a legitimate thing. That's a real thing. And so Facebook now gets to control how we go to war. He can, he can limit just like they use Facebook and Google to out gay people. You're not supposed to do that you don't out them and beat them until they change. You, you use your own personal examples. You know, you show a person through your life, how not to be, you know, engage in sodomy. I don't want to say gay because it's just, because everybody commits sodomy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because people always say, well, what do you want, Drake? What do you want? It's like, well, you know, if we went back to our morals back to the way it was in the fifties, yeah, we're going to be a successful world. If everybody went back to how it used to be in the fifties, like if you bank 10 people, that was considered a lot, right? You You can bank 10 people in a day and they'd be like, Oh man, that's cool, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and you know, like, gosh, like I know so many girls who, slept with more than 50 dudes and like they stopped counting at 50. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's no point. And, um, it's normal. Dude, that's normal behavior. It's like, you know, it's so normal to have so much sex that we come up with, you know, vaccines for HPV, you know, HIV, things like that. You know, for, we have vaccines for sexually transmitted diseases.
1: Right. Like right. That.
0: That's so common. But anyway, but my point is this. If we go back to our ethics and, and, and moral standards back in the 50s, I guarantee you we will not be going to war. <clears throat> because in the old days, it was all about the Democrats. You know, the progressives were all about war. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they wanted this one world government. They didn't want people to, um, you know, because look, it's a good way to make money. You know, through military spending, there's a lot of, you know, tech, a lot of tech development, a lot of things like that. So it looks like it's a good thing, but in reality, all we're doing mm-hmm. is trying to grow these companies so they can control other people through, through commerce. Right, right. not good. I mean, it's a bad thing. I mean, it's a very, very bad idea. We have to teach people how to be independent from the United States, independent from
1: Mm -hmm.
0: any country who wants to take over them. But basically, the United States runs countries through Google, through, you know, big tech. Silicon Valley controls the world. How? Mm -hmm. Because they control the narrative. They control their money. They control their economies. And, uh, you know, because look at India. If, uh, If it wasn't for big tech... India would be like a fifth world country because it's already a third world country. But gosh darn India, yeah. <laughs> a country filled with engineers, very educated people. But guess what? Because they're controlled by Apple, Google, um, you know, whoever uses call centers, computers. You know, that's why yeah. it's a shithole because they don't need to pay them a, a quote-unquote living wage they don't have to mm-hmm. they can always exploit people in other countries and the united states will always benefit so but either way like like um and so like trump's approach is very very christian-like right and and, and that's why it's but not like christian like the way you see a televangelist but just my opinion, the way how, if Jesus was alive today, this is how he'd handle shit. He would, he'd handle things the same way Trump would do it. It's just, uh, without knowing the Bible, it's just kind of like what I see. And it's just what you see around the world because everybody hates America. Why? Because America is thought of being that country that exploits the local women, exploits the local labor, labor, You know what I mean? Because like an American dude can go to any country, and guess what? They will get laid. Why? Because they got money. You know what I mean? Without working hard, we always got cash. And look, poor people always gravitate to rich people. Or I'll be very specific: poor women will always want to marry a rich dude. Why? Because they don't want to be poor. (laughs) This is how it works. So like you know, hot chicks. Like there's you know what is one of the biggest exports of Russia women, oh, yeah exactly male order that and vodka male order brides you ever heard yeah, of? but it's the truth, and they're hot. these chicks are fucking gorgeous, beautiful women, <laughs> and you know why are they prostituting because they don't want to be poor, they don't want to be poor and, and, and but instead of. instead of us trying to build up russia and having a relationship with russia you know so that they can build up their economy so the people can honestly be like the united states because even the poorest in the united states it's not so bad it's better than russia yeah yeah i guarantee you this if you go to russia poor
1: here you're still you're all right you're fine here yeah
0: no but you know like Well, I mean, Jesus, look at Skid Row in San Francisco. It's like, yeah, we're, but see, we are becoming a third world country. Little by little, the United States is turning into a third world country. But anyway, but if you look at Russia, just look at Russia or look at like the Czechs, you know, they got, you know, it's all white. There's no like influx of tons of black dudes or Chinese dudes. It's, it's primarily, it's an ethno state. but you see all these white dudes living in the sewers because it's warm you know like you know underneath the streets there's like a whole sewage system and sewer system all these pipes and tunnels hot hot down there yeah but that's where they live you don't see the homeless because they all live in the sewers where it's warm because you'll freeze to death out there yeah and that's the thing like people don't get it they don't understand how messed up it is in other countries and uh the only way out Is not through war, blowing people up, killing them. Look, they hate us because we exploit their people. We do. We all know they do. You know, like, I don't care what company it is, whether it's Japanese. and, And guess what? We allow Japanese country to exploit other people too. Why? Because we protect them. You don't think Iran wants to blow up Japan? But Iran doesn't because Japanese countries exploit the Iranians to uh, make their products too mm-hmm. it's just how it goes so american countries like japan or korea you know whatever would name the country that we protect and work very close with germany whoever we exploit their people or we allow germany to exploit others as well right because we control germany that's why we have military bases like going Back to that dude 's article about afro worship and this and that it 's not it 's not like all of that is really misguided because that was written out of anger, and everybody 's responses are done out of anger, like even mine like my response were always out of anger, and uh without even knowing that I was an angry dude, like I knew I was kind of angry, but i didn't know how angry I was until just recently, and then um, but at the same time, like I like that story of Jesus being angry, it, you know, really like, okay, so what did he do after he was angry? Did he go to war? No, nah, he just checked up on him and, you know, it's like, all right, you guys are cool. Yeah.
1: Rebuked and then moved. Yeah,
0: on. exactly. You know what I mean? Like he told him how to do business and then boom, and then he <laughs> was cool again. That's it. And that's, but that's the point. He didn't need to go to war, chop somebody up and, put them in 12 pieces and spread them all over the place. You know what I mean? Like that's a real Jewish story, man. Like, but anyway, but he didn't do any of that stuff. He was still angry. Mm -hmm. He did his thing. People learned from it. And and that's what he did. He literally made those money changers better. Mm -hmm. He did. He made them better people and they learned. And, uh, and, and I think that's something that we have to do. So like, are we going to war? What's going on with Iran? Look, I, I, without a doubt, I honestly believe Trump's main goal. I mean, you know, I'm hoping he wins again because we need more time. We need more time to set examples for other world leaders, how to be, how to act. And the people are recognizing this, of course. all of these people throughout Europe,
1: we got to build that wall.
0: Yeah, but not only just build the wall, but think about this. Trump's message is spreading. Yeah. All of these, like the recent elections, everybody's voting more conservative. They just are. And they're winning. They're winning elections. The, you know what happened recently in, in England? Oh, you know, this, that, da-da-da-da-da. The conservative party won. He started
1: an outpouring of yeah. just tri- – but but just of tension that is good because people – People woke up when he got elected. It's like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be done. I did. I did too. I, I was a away. I was like, I felt like I was Christian, but I was sleepwalking. Kind of like, you know, I nah, just didn't plug myself in. And then it's like, this is not what I believe in. I actually believe in, in what he represents. A hundred percent. He's, I see, and I think a lot of Americans actually feel this. Whether you're rich or you're poor, a lot of people see parts of themselves in Trump. Think about it really it's just whether you're poor or rich it's like just a guy and and i love everybody. that i got to speak to gene about it because gene gene's a photographer but you spent more time with them and he's like yeah he's just a regular dude he, he's quite literally just a regular dude well
0: let's go back to what you said well you know i want to focus on what you just said about trump you know in the old days everybody wanted to be like trump because he was pimp yeah. seriously
1: he was the rap pimp. songs was were annoying. made of him
0: yeah no dude even prince has a song about him being wanted to be the black donald trump and uh you know and there's a reason for it because everybody knows that trump was pimp he was always pimp dude like you just you know come on you know what that hairdo and the way he was and he didn't give he didn't care he was just like anyway but uh but i wasn't really into worshiping like people like that but i do know on the streets everybody wanted to be like trump everybody but uh going back to the, to the main focus about war and all this other stuff no 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 we're not going to go to war and and you know because trump really is anti-war he's just doesn't believe it he doesn't want to see people die i don't know what his motivations are but i know one thing he is doing everything in his power to avoid war but then you have people on the media then i'll go back to kim iverson Like Kim Iverson's tactics of, oh, we're at the brink of war and try to scare people into, you know, and she's purposely hiding the truth. Why? Because she's making money like Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow used to be the highest ranked opinion show on cable, even bigger than Sean Hannity, by saying all this crazy conspiracy stuff and scaring people. Mm -hmm. And then once that, you know, the Mueller report came out, her ratings tanked. And now she's back at the bottom where she used to be <laughs> because, you know, people are tired of that crap and and it kind of is disheartening to see Kim Iverson use those same tactics. We're at the brink of war with Iran. No, no we're not not. not not even close to it <clears throat> because she, she has no idea what it's like in a foreign country.
1: No, no. And a final thought that I want to wrap this up on, right. Give you a check second to kind of chime in here also, but i Le- heard something easily, you know, that, that just kind of speaks for everything. I don't know where I read it. It came from a combination of a Baptist pastor and also what I've been reading with just commentators in general. People will honestly believe what they want to believe. There really is no pundit without real truth behind it unless it's original. You know what I mean? In fact, the only thing that's authentic, like even if I'm wrong, I'm not lying. I may be wrong, but I'm not lying. And I think that that's the difference here is that people may oftentimes be wrong and still lie about it. I may be wrong, but I'm not lying. See, that that's, that's a, I think, an interesting thing here as well because people will believe whatever they want to believe. If you want to push a pro-war sentiment and you believe in it, it must be true. That is how progressives run things. That is how people push information out from a lot of these platforms. It's got nothing to do with... Now that I think about it, it's got nothing to do with whether it's really happening or not, just as long as enough people believe it. I could be wrong and I could be lying, but I'd rather be wrong and be truthful as opposed to be wrong
0: and lying. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, the flaw of what you just said. If you're wrong, that means you're lying. (laughs) That's why you're wrong, because it's not the truth. Sure. Well,
1: I mean, but I say it honestly, even though I
0: may be- No, no, no. I know what you mean. Like Yeah, yeah. See, but then it goes back to that saying, because- you know, it always guided me. My moral compass was this. The road to hell is paved with good and in, No, intention. you're
1: right. You're absolutely right. And, and
0: that's why it's like everything I say is like 100% truthful, not truthful, uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah, I can care less if people agree with me or not, but I'm right. I'm always right. <laughs> because I can't afford to be wrong. Because if you're wrong, uh, you'll end up being dead and uh, but that's the thing about being a conservative mm-hmm. you've got to be able to know i mean i hate to say this but i believe one of the qualities true conservatives have like a real conservative dude he knows the truth always he will always know the truth and and, and i think that's why i've always gravitated towards christians not because i could exploit them or i knew they were kind but something about christianity allows for survival and I, it's just how it goes because you see something like you know there's a a tv show called krypton and, and i love comic books and stuff like that yeah. but anyway but you know one of the characters uh you know in the zod family uh the house of zod you know yeah. one of the satari leaders go beg for mercy ask for mercy ask for mercy you know what i mean because they're trying to get these people you know it's, it's just insane but my point is this in Christianity, that is the only religion that allows for mercy. Mm-hmm. It's the only one. So it's just what other religion is there? Like, because people, well, oh, what about Buddhism? Nah, Buddhists they're they're neutral. It's like a neutral religion. They they believe that <clears throat> evil and good go hand in hand, and and blah 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 blah. So there is no mercy. It's just everything is random, random yeah. acts, no control, and.
1: It's no control and just being cool with it.
0: That's what yeah. That's the whole thing. Oh, I just you gotta accept it and now nah, being neutral sucks. Uh, <laughs> you gotta wrap it up, man. I gotta take a call, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. We'll end like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, no, no. Say say your oh, thought. It's good, okay. Good hour, good hour. No, it was a good hour, cause dude, it's just way too much to cover you know what I mean I know I know but it's, it's just a it snapshot
1: it's a snapshot and I'm glad that we touched on I'm glad this came up too because I wanted to talk about Trump's specific not warlike nature and we have to address that because we've been talking about it for weeks and people need to know don't listen to necessarily even what political pundits out there that may be saying oh well, we made go to war no it's not it's not gonna happen I don't think it's going to happen I think the character of trump especially i think i think re-election might play a role in it as well but here's the thing people don't like the last note that i'll end this on is people want to like people feel like they want war but they won't vote for someone who advocates for war and that's what's always really ironic about this right because of course even someone like obama would be like oh no no we can't go to war you know but
0: yeah it's the opposite so but but then they do think but see but that's the point obama wants war why or did things to get war going because he never i mean i doubt he ever beat a dude like if but if you ever beat a dude with your hands i just guarantee you this you just don't like it there's something wrong with people who love fighting it's just something wrong with it but anyway these are my final thoughts because you made me think of something but yeah go ahead not because it's like Cause I know we weren't really supposed to talk about, you know, the Bible today or anything like that. (laughs) I don't mind. It'll come up all the time. And I love it. I'm telling you now, like my final thoughts are this, because this is like an, not an an epiphany, but this is honest to God. Correct. 100% correct. True conservatism, whether it's on the streets, the people on the streets who are conservative and survive through conservative principles have done it through true Christianity. And it's not taught in the churches. It's just not because people on the streets don't go to church. But the thing is, that same principles could be applied to every single aspect of your life, whether it's war, the stuff happening in the Middle East, stuff happening in Mexico. There is some sort of what would Jesus do moment. And and that's how you have to in order to survive, to know the truth, that's how you do it. You analyze it that way because you have to see, is it something good intentioned or is it the truth? Good intentions is not the same as the truth. And, and people always get that confused. But when you're on the streets, You don't got time for good intentions. You only have time for the truth. And I think that's why I'm picking up Christianity pretty quickly. And I can see things because I got this thing for the truth. Like, I know how to sift through it and find the correct answer. Not because I'm good at math or physics. It's because I'm good at survival. And the only way to survive is to know the truth, what honestly works. And shit, that's Christianity, without a doubt. But then the people go, why don't you read the Bible? Because that shit's complicated. You know, like, and that's the thing too. It's like, I don't know if God really wanted that Bible to be so complicated. But yeah, shit, he gave us Jesus. So it's things really been simplified. Because I hate to say that it's simple. Because it's, it's hard to, you know, love yourself when you do really shitty things. <laughs> Not because like, if you have remorse, then that's a hard thing to like, you know, when you're self-shocked. Why are you self-shocked? Because you literally, you know, like in the old days, people had flamethrowers and stuff and they were burning people up. And so you watched a man burn alive. That's a hard thing to live with. So, of course, you're going to be shell shocked. And, you know, you're grappling with things like that. And come on, like the world is ugly and you're having a hard time dealing with the ugly things you did just to survive so anyway but but i don't want to go off into a religious tangent but
1: yeah.
0: well, i'm I, hoping people are understanding what i'm saying because i know what i'm saying is hella complicated because i i could honestly concede that point that i don't know christianity but i know that it's true and just because i can't explain something properly doesn't mean it's false or fake that's that's a good way to put it and i think that because that's the same it, with it's journey. And that's why it's like yeah. i can't articulate things but I could put it into action through, through just by just through principles, I could put everything through action. That's why I like, I encourage people instead of sending things that are hateful, honestly, anything that they have that they need to be put in action, dude, I'll tackle that for the listeners, you know, what? because they have to see what Christianity is really like. Sure, sure. And in, in, uh, in, in what's that in, in, in practice in clinical practice and not in theory. Yeah, because see theories only very few people can understand theories because think about this how many dudes in the hood really know you know trigonometry Not fucking many. nobody yeah. they never taught that but somehow some way they know how to play pull dude like you never want to see a black dude hustle you and pull but you know how are they good at it well that's trigonometry how do they know trigonometry you know if they never were taught it You don't need to be taught the Bible to understand Christian principles. You really don't. It's something inside of everybody. It just is. It's inside of everybody. I don't know if that's true in the Bible, but I'm telling you now, it is how we are built. We are built to understand the truth. And just like how blacks are good at basketball. Why? Because they understand, you know, and and to really play basketball like the way Steph Curry does what he does, that's real calculus. If you were to figure out the math, you'd have to use calculus to understand how he shoots. Mm-hmm. you know, at those distances, with those arches and trying to figure out the parabola and and, the, the, and things like that. It's crazy with the type of anyway, but, but anyway, long story short, there is a lot of math that is used in the streets, and we use it all the time, but we just don't know that we use it. And the only way to be successful, I know it without a doubt, is through Christianity. But that shit's too hard to be, you know, that's hard. It's hard to learn. It just is. So it's better just to do like the way we've been doing it, like the way we do it on the streets, the same way we play basketball. You just practice those principles in clinical, not so much in theory. And then whenever somebody asks something like, oh, what about this? Like, look, I just believe in, I don't know why you should talk to my pastor. That's why you have a pastor because those dudes are supposed to be able to explain the theory that yeah. other people just understand innately. They just understand it. Why? I don't know, but they just do.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I got to run though. We got to wrap this up, but thank yeah, all you guys right, cool. for listening to the show. We will see you all soon. I know we ramble a lot, but I hope you guys got something out of it and we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care. Uh-